This is The Roger Stone Show, and now I am honored to have as our guest one of the hottest guests I guess you could have this week, Eduardo Verastugi, uh, who is a Mexican actor, producer, uh, and really the moving force behind this incredibly hot movie, Sound of Freedom. Now, I first met Eduardo when we both attended an underground Latin Catholic Mass in Miami several years ago, and it was then that he told me uh, about this project. At that point, it did not yet have a name, but he was committed to making a movie based on a real-life story that exposed the scourge of child sex trafficking, not only in the United States, but around the world. And true to his word, he has made a blockbuster movie. What's incredible to me is the way that some in the so-called mainstream media, I call them jackals, have tried to not only discredit the movie, but it's much worse than that. Claim that the, that the problem, that the outrage, that the atrocity of child sex trafficking literally does not exist. I'm talking about you, Rolling Stone, Huffington Post, and the rest of their ilk. Uh, it is vile to me. Eduardo Verastugi is a man of enormous courage and integrity. You can bet that there have been threats on his life, uh, but he, he doesn't care. He and Jim Caviezel, who is the main star of the movie, have used art to make a statement on public policy that is absolutely shocking the country. Uh, this movie, if you don't know, is leaving the Indiana Jones Fair put out by others in the dusk. It is breaking box office records, uh, which is a reward that Eduardo uh, and Jim Caviezel deeply, deeply deserve. It is my honor now to introduce Mexican patriot, uh, man of the world, devout Christian, my brother in Christ, and probably one of the most important activists and voices in the country today against child sex trafficking. Okay, now we are joined by Eduardo Verastegui, uh, who is an uh, actor, a producer, entrepreneur, businessman, philanthropist, uh, and uh, the producer and the moving force behind this incredibly powerful movie, Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom has grossed over $100 million, despite the active opposition of the jackals in the fake media uh, and the entire power structure of Hollywood. This movie is taking America by storm. That's because it is a, uh, a edge-of-your-seat thriller based on an incredible true story of former government agent Tim Ballard uh, and the lengths that he goes to to save children. It's a powerful tale, and Eduardo joins us now. Thank you, hermano. Thank you, Roger. Uh, this, is, uh, this is amazing. I'm living the American dream. At the same time, I'm living the Mexican dream. I'm from Mexico, from a very small town, northern Mexico, in the state of Tamaulipas. And I grew up always thinking about the American dream, that one day I would love to come to America, you know, uh, learn English and maybe uh, do something big. And, and I can't believe that I'm 49 now, uh, and I'm living this dream that I that, that started when I was seven years old, eight years old. So 
God bless America. This nation, uh, Roger, has been such an amazing, such an amazing blessing in my life. This country opened the door to my dreams, and I'm very grateful, very grateful to this country, very grateful to Mexico, where I was born. And that's why my message is very simple. We are not just neighbors, we are brothers and sisters. And when, when the good people of Mexico, the, you know, and the good people of America, they meet, Good things happen. Sound of freedom happens. Two Mexican filmmakers, Alejandro Monteverde, the director, and me, the producer, when we meet uh, two American heroes, Tim Ballard and Gene Caviso, we meet, we work together. What is the result? Sound of freedom, a movement that is designed to raise awareness so together we can eradicate once and for all child trafficking. I met Tim Ballard eight years ago, Roger, in Los Angeles. And when you meet a true American hero, I mean, I was inspired. But at the same time, I was in shock. I'm very sad when he told me what he does. When he explained to me in details that he travels around the world with ex-Navy SEALs rescuing children. They go undercover, of course, to the darkest corners of the planet to rescue children that are kidnapped for sexual exploitation. When he explained to me in details what these children are going through, these kids, I mean, I'm talking about five, six, seven-year-old kids and girls, little girls, they're being raped 10 to 15 times a day for many years, and after many years of being raped, when, the, when they're not fresh anymore, because that's the kind of vocabulary that these perverts are using, they go to the second business, which is the black market organ traffic. They kill them, they open them, and they sell their organs. Of course, man, I couldn't sleep. It was very sad, but I, but I remember when Tim Ballard told Alejandro and me, hey, guys, I know, I know that what, what I just told you is very sad. I know. I know it's very sad, man. But you know what? It's more sad now that you know it if you do nothing. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And that's when I realized that a new mission was about to give birth in my life. Well, I'm a filmmaker. I have a weapon of mass instruction and inspiration. Movies, movies can move people. Films can start a movement if you do the right thing. I mean, you tell the right story and you have the best story, Tim. I would love to make a movie. Alejandro would love to make a movie about your life. And he said, well, before you commit, I need to tell you something. We have a lot of friends, Eduardo and Alejandro, you know, ex-Navy SEALs, ex-CIA agents, FBI agents, but we have a lot of enemies too. And those enemies will be yours because we are fighting an industry. We're talking about 150, more than $150 billion industry every year. So do you realize that we are fighting this, you know, this globalist? So do you want to welcome our enemies in your life? Are you sure? And I remember like yesterday, Roger, when I closed my eyes for a second and I said, yes, it's more dangerous. Yes, it's very dangerous. I'm sorry. It's very dangerous, but it's more dangerous not to do it in the long term. What if this is my son? What would I do? I will do everything for my son, right? So I don't want to wait until this tragedy happens to me so I can wake up. God reveals this information through Tim Mallard to me now for a reason. Not for me to look the other way around, but to act upon it, to, to do something about it. And I told Tim, Hermano, I welcome your enemies. Your enemies are mine. So let's do this together. Let's make the sound of freedom. Let's see how far we can go. Let's pray to God that he will guide us in this journey. Uh, he's been guiding us in this journey. Uh, I mean, you know, I've been going to Mass every day. I'm from Mexico, so I'm Catholic. I pray my rosary every day. I'm asking God, please, this is your children. Your children are not for sale. God's children are not for sale. Can you please guide us and tell us what to do so we can start this movement uh, so we can raise awareness, so together we can end child trafficking. And he's been guiding us all these last eight years, uh, Roger. And now we're just, I can't believe that 
we just beat India, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, the biggest company in the world, Disney. I can't believe that we just beat, uh, well, not not we, God beat them. He used broken instruments. I'm a broken instrument, but I know that if I put myself in God's hands, he can do miracles. And he's doing a miracle right now with this movie. I'm so grateful, man. God is amazing, Roger. Thank you for this interview, brother. Now, I understand you had a very, very hard time. Uh, initially, had to raise the money for production. That wasn't easy. Uh, but the Lord smiled on you and, you, and you were able to do so. But then you had a very hard time finding anybody, any big company willing to distribute this movie. Tell us about that. Well, you know, when, when the script was finished, the first obstacle, well, we had a lot of obstacles, but one of the biggest ones was uh, to find the right actor for this movie. You know, it's, it's, it's a true story. It's a powerful true story. And, and, and I wanted someone, you know, a big, big movie star in Hollywood, and that so it can help us with, because of their leadership, you know, to reach millions of people around the world. But every actor passed, brother. Every actor passed. More than 20 actors. No, no, this is not for me until I was so, I was very sad when I called uh, Tim Ballard. I said, brother, I know that you trust in Alejandro, you trust in me. Uh, we, we, you know, Alejandro wrote a beautiful story about this rescue mission that took place in Cartagena, Colombia. You know, uh, that was his first rescue mission that he did, Tim Ballard, and that's what the movie's about. But brother, every actor passed. I mean, do you have a, do you have a dream actor? And I was hoping that he didn't mention any of the guys that already passed, right? So who do you want to play you? I asked Tim Ballard, and he said, Jesus Christ. No, 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 that's too expensive. Are you crazy? No, no, no. He, saw, he started laughing. You know, I, I thought he went crazy for a second. He said, no, no, I'm talking about the guy who played Jesus Christ in the movie, The Passion of Christ, the Mel Gibson movie. He said, oh, okay, I, I know him, but why him? He's taller than you, he's bigger than you, and he doesn't look like you. He said, Eduardo, he's a godly man. That's all I need for this movie. He's an amazing actor. More important, he's a godly man, and I, I want an ambassador of freedom that will stay with us forever, and he will stay with us forever. He's a brave man. He's a brave heart. He's a patriot. He's one of us. Okay, so I sent him a text message. He answered me right away. I thought, Roger, he was going to do, he was going to answer, you know, the typical, you know, Hollywood actor uh, answer, you know, call my agent, send the script, send the offer, and then nothing happened. But no, he answered right away. I met with him and Alejandro Monteverde, the director, and we pitched the story. He starts crying. He said, send me the script. I'm in, I'm in. And so now we have a true story, a great script, a great actor, and we started the movie. We finished the movie, and at the same time we were filming the movie, we made a great, great deal with Fox Latin America. They were like our angels back in the days. They, they helped us. They were very, um, very happy, very happy with, with, uh, with the movie. In the contract, it says, we're going to do this movie, Eduardo. We're going to do a potential sequel. We're going to do a TV series. We're going to do a documentary. And I was like, wow, this is too good to be true. We have 20 Century Fox with us. Working with us is amazing. And we signed the deal and everything was too good to be true. And then, and then, Disney buy Fox. When they bought Fox for $80 billion, all my friends at Fox, all my angels, they walk away. Now, what am I going to do? Disney saw the movie like three or four times. Disney Latin America. They said, this is not for us, Eduardo. This movie is not for us, so uh, let's see what can we do because you have a contract here and you have certain obligations. Yes, but you have certain obligations too. Anyway, make a long story short, it took us like a year and a half to negotiate everything. Finally, they gave me the movie back to us. Uh, we're free again. I started knocking doors with uh, Netflix, Amazon, nothing, nothing. This is not for us. Other studios, they never respond to our calls. They never respond to our calls. And I thought, you know, I started doing this um, campaign in Mexico, 
uh, touring my entire country. You know, we have 32 states in Mexico. I was asking every governor, I was calling every governor, can you host a screen in your state and invite every leader in your state? And then we show the movie. And then at the end, we send an agreement where we commit to end child trafficking and, and, and let's do it together. And they all say yes. Some, some of them were left, some of them right, up and down. It doesn't matter. It's about children. It's not, it's not about politics. It's not about politics. It's about saving children. And they answer. They responded. And I was doing my, I don't know, it was maybe the state number 20th, when I was just praying to God, please send angels to rescue this movie. And then I got a phone call from Angel Studios. And they rescued the movie. They decided to put it on July 4th. And I can't believe what, what is just, I mean, I'm afraid to wake up, brother, because I, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm in a dream, in a very long dream, but it seems like it's reality, no? Uh, folks, Sound of Freedom, the movie, stars Academy Award winners, uh, winner Mira Sorvino, as well as Jim Caviezel, also Bill Camp, Jose Zuniga. But Eduardo, you yourself, I think this is very cool. You play a part in the movie as well as being the producer. Uh, what role did you end up in here? Well, you know, uh, I met Tim Barrett eight years ago through Paul Hutchinson, uh, a, a guy who is another hero, American hero, rescue children. And he's the one who introduced me to uh, Tim Ballard. So when the script was finished, I really wanted to play him because uh, he's the one who financed the whole operation that took place in Cartagena, Colombia. So I asked Paul, hey, Paul, you know, I, I cannot do American accent, brother, because, you know, I started learning English when I was 28, so I barely can understand myself sometimes when I speak English. There is no way I'm going to do an American accent. Is there any way we can turn Paul Hutchinson into Pablo Delgado? And you are undercover still, so that will protect your, your entity, and, um, and it can be based on a true character, you know, a, a true hero, but let's turn it into a Latino hero. And he agreed. He said, it will be a pleasure uh, that you will play me in the Latino version. And that's why we changed his name, Paul Hutchinson, to Pablo Delgado. And it's, uh, it was an amazing. I mean, it was very difficult because I was producing. I was raising funds. I was l trying to, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, rescue the film because some of our investors pulled out at the last at the last minute. And at the same time, I had to do this role. So imagine everything in one, brother. Somehow it, it all came together, thank God. But it was an amazing uh, role. It was a, a, a billionaire, uh, successful leader who, in the beginning, he was not interested in uh, supporting this mission, I think, because he was afraid. He, was, he didn't want to get involved in, in, in something like this. But then, next thing you know, uh, Tim Butler was very, very wise, and he showed him a picture of a little girl. Hey, if you don't care about the millions, can you at least please help him to save this little girl? And, and she's in Cartagena, Colombia, and, and he agreed, and then they went to this adventure to save this little girl, and because of trying to save this little girl, they end up saving more than 50 uh, children. In the real in real life, actually, it was three operations at the same time, uh, Roger. They rescued more than 120 uh, children. But the only reason why I only uh, told one story is because it was very difficult in two hours to tell the three operations that took place at the same time in Cartagena, Colombia, and in Haiti. Uh, it was actually four op four operations, three in one country in Colombia, the other one in in Haiti. But a miracle happened, and and I don't know if you heard the story where when Jim Caviezel said yes to this movie, he called me and he said, Eduardo, I have one challenge. My wife saw Narcos Colombia on Netflix, and she's afraid of me going to Colombia to film this movie. Uh, can we film this somewhere else? He said, no, it, it happened. It happened in Colombia. It has to be in Colombia. So I called Tim Ballard and I said, I have a good news and a bad news, brother. The good news, Jim Caviezel is in. He said, yes, bad news is his wife 
doesn't want him to go to Colombia because she saw Narcos Colombia on Netflix. And, you know, media influence, media influence how people think. Unfortunately, unfortunately, these companies are doing so much damage to our countries because they don't put the camera in the good stories. They put the camera in the bad stories. And, and that's really uh, sad. But anyway, what can we do? And he said, tell them that if he, 30 ex-Navy SEALs will be enough to protect him. So I passed the message. Green light, we're in Colombia, 30 ex-Navy SEALs protecting Jim Caviezel. But what happened a week later, half of them are not, not on set. So for, for almost, I don't know, five weeks, half of those 30 ex-Navy SEALs were not on set. So I'm like, I'm not going to tell anybody. I don't want to skirt uh, Jim Caviezel because he's very focused on, on doing his character, you know, the movie and everything. Next thing you know, brother, I'm reading a, I'm reading a local newspaper that it says Colombia government arrested traffickers in Cartagena, Colombia, and rescued more than 200 children who were kidnapped for sexual exploitation, and more details. So I take the newspaper, the, the article to Tim Ballard, and I said, look, brother, like in the movie, it's very similar. This just happened just last week. And he smiles, and he said, Eduardo, that was us. What? Well, you know, half of the guys who were not on set, they were walking in Cartagena, Colombia the first week, and these people approached them. Because they're like 35-year-old guys, you know, Americans with uh, shorts and everything. And, hey, amigos, gringos, you want senoritas, young girls? I mean, we have everything for you. They didn't know that these guys were experts in rescuing children, right? So they follow up, the convers- they follow up with the conversation. Next thing you know, they ask uh, help from the uh, Amer- uh, Colombia government. And they did the undercover operation along with them, and they rescued the children. But because we, they still working with us undercover, they give all the credit to Colombia government. So how God works, brother? Thank God for Jim Caviezel's wife saying no in the beginning because of that no, that bad news. What I thought was a bad news. Thirty ex Navy SEALs came to protect Jim Caviezel, and because of them, half of them end up rescuing more than two hundred children before the film was even finished. While the film was. Um, while we were filming the movie that took place in Cartagena, Colombia. Isn't that amazing? Uh, Folks, if you're just tuning in, this is the Roger Stone Show on WABC Radio, making AM radio great again. And we're interviewing Eduardo Verastegui, the Mexican actor, producer, entrepreneur, but most importantly today, the producer of the blockbuster hit Sound of Freedom, uh, this incredible movie was shown uh, at a, at a uh, private showing, screened for President Donald Trump and the members of his Bedminster Golf Club this past week. Uh, Eduardo, what was that experience like? Oh, man, it was unbelievable, hermano, unbelievable. Um, I started working with President Trump when, when in the primaries, when uh, back in days when he committed that he was going to uh, elect uh, pro-life judges in the Supreme Court, and I'm a pro, you know, I'm Catholic, so I'm pro-life, and when I saw the other options, when he won the primaries, and, when, and I saw Biden talking about nine months abortion, you know, he's going to fight for that, there's no way we're going to support this other guy, we need to support Trump because he's going to defend life. So I started doing everything in my hands to bring all the Latino, all the Latinos to vote pro-life, vote pro-life, vote for Trump. And, and when he won, he promised one judge. He ended up giving us three judges. Can you imagine? He changed the whole, I mean, after 50 years of culture of death in the United States where more than 60 million babies were killed through abortion. And, and, and this man who's an outsider, who's not a politician, he comes into place and he cleaned the house. He, you know, he, he um, elect three pro-life judges and changed the, the most important Supreme Court in the world. So imagine the impact that that, that Supreme Court 
decisions uh, is not only the impact in America. It's, you know, you you guys are the big brothers. Whatever happened here in America is not is not only the impact is here; it's in the whole world. So what he did was amazing in in many other uh, uh, areas. So for me to work in a movie that one day was going to be hosted by him. Uh, it was it was a dream came, uh, come true. I mean, so many dreams are coming true, brother. Let me tell you something. I saw a documentary, and I don't know if you produced it or you were involved, called Get Me Roger Stone. And when I saw that documentary, literally, I started thinking, like, I want to meet this guy. I want to meet this guy. He's a genius. You know, he, I mean, and I, I can't believe I'm doing an interview with you right now. I met you a few years ago in Miami. We became friends. We went to Latin Mass together. We prayed together. Now I'm... I'm you know, uh, President Donald Trump hosting a screening, promoting the movie Sound of Freedom, uh, telling me that we're going to work together because we need to end child trafficking together. If the United States is the number one consumer of child sex and Mexico is the number one provider, uh, we need to shake hands and we're going to end this together. This is a dream come true. Uh, he's he's going to fight. I mean, he's going to take care of those cartels and all these people who are in this involved in this crime. I believe that with, with his leadership and our leadership in Mexico, uh, I'm a filmmaker, I'm not a politician, but I, I, I'm doing something with this movie right now. And I think when you combine politics, art, ethics, values to serve the nations, you know, you can achieve great things, brother. Now, you uh, started with the Mexican pop group Cairo. Uh, you became a, a, a star through the telenovelas. Uh, You're Tele, extremely well-known. My Spanish is not all that great, but... Bear with it's me. perfect. Uh, you're very, very well known in your country. Now you have this extraordinary achievement where you have taken a stand against child sex trafficking. We've seen this in our own country. The Oliver Stone movie JFK had a profound effect on the American people, uh, and it caused them to demand answers uh, about the uh, the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Many, many millions of Americans, even today, doubt the conclusions of the now thoroughly debunked Warren Commission regarding that horrific event in American history. So a lot of people ask me this. Uh, it is rumored uh, that many, many, many people in Mexico and some people in the United States are seriously urging you to run for president of Mexico. Given the fact that Ronald Reagan was an actor. Uh, he was never a career politician. One of our most effective and popular presidents, Donald Trump, didn't come from the world of politics. He came from the world of business. Uh, again, one of our most successful uh, and effective presidents was before, will be again, in my opinion. Eduardo, tell my audience, are you going to run for president of Mexico? I'm thinking about it, brother. I'm praying about it. You know, any project, any project that is a big project, I mean, it requires a lot of fasting and a lot of praying, a lot of praying and discernment because, and this one will be the biggest project of my life. Um, so I'm taking this very serious and I've been praying for a while. I'm fasting for a while. I, I, wanna, I want God to answer me. Uh, I love my country. I'm willing to die for my country and for my people to glorify God. But at the end of the day, it's not what I want, but what God wants from me. What What is exactly what he wants me to do in relationship with this invitation that I've been uh, receiving from so many people, as you mentioned, in Mexico and in America. Uh, a lot of Mexicans, we have like 
you know, millions of Mexicans here in the United States that they can vote from uh, from from the United States, and they're asking me, please, uh, we need an outsider. Uh, we're tired. People are tired, Roger, of politicians in Mexico. They're tired of these political parties. You know, we are Mexico is a very rich country where a lot of poor people are living. It doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of corruption, and and things are. Mexico is not doing well. It's not doing well right now. And but you know, I what I did is I started a very profound uh, prayer period of time uh, that is going to end September 15. So by September 15, I'm going to answer. I have to make the decision. Has to be soon. Few more weeks and. I told President Trump because we talk about this and and the other day and I and I told him you know you will be the first one to know you know before my of course my mother will be first and then I told President Trump you will be the second one you know uh, you you will be the first one to know after my mother and um, and I think if he, if the answer is yes I can only imagine what we can do together President Trump and myself with the people with the American people and with the Mexican people the majority of Mexican people are Catholics. We are a Catholic country being governed by anti-Catholic government for decades, Roger. And, uh, and, and in, enough is enough. Our country has been raped for decades by these politicians who are professional thieves. Professional thieves and professional liars. So please pray for me. I, I want to ask your audience to pray for me while I'm doing this discernment. And, um, and brother, um, and if, I, you know, if the answer is yes, expect my call because I'm going to say, to my right hand, get me Roger Stone. Well, Eduardo, I think you're, you're embarked on exactly the right strategy. You need to pray over this. Uh, I learned through a through a scalding, a horrific experience myself that if you will reach out to the Lord, if you will get right with God, uh, that He will lift you up, that He will inspire mm-hmm. you, uh, that He will, in my case, save me from my persecutors. Now I know. There are people listening to this right now who are snickering. Elites are laughing, saying, "Oh yeah, it's just it's just another dirty trick. It's a it's a pose. It's a facade." You know what? I don't really care what they think. I only care no, what brother. he thinks. That's all I. Care. That's all I care about. Exactly. Uh, we shouldn't care what people are saying. You know, it's all about God. I made this commitment 20 years ago. I've been trying my best every day. You know, this is a work in progress, brother. We're called to be saints. But it's impossible to achieve that, you know, uh, on your own. You know, that's why I go to Mass every day. Not because I'm a good person, because I need God in my life. I'm a broken instrument. You know, if you take, if you remove God from my life, I collapse in one second, one second, you know. So I pray the rosary every day. I go to Mass every day for the last 20 years. This is not something that started yesterday. It's been 20 years asking God every day to help me, to heal me, to you know, to give me what I need so I can serve him and serve my brothers and sisters. And it's an everyday, it's like eating. You don't eat just once and, and then you don't eat uh, ever again, right? Same thing, we need to eat, you know, the soul needs to be fed. And that's why I take communion every day because I want Jesus in my heart, in my soul, in my mind, in my decisions. Every day without him, I'm nothing. And especially if I'm making, you know, I have to make this decision. Can you imagine how in the world you're going to be thinking that you're going to be leading a country, governing a country on your own with your friends? Are you kidding me? That's that's too much pride. You have to be in your knees every day asking the Holy Spirit, asking God, you know, guide me in every decision. And that's the secret of success. Put God in the center of, of your life, the center of your decisions, the center of your house, the center of everything, center of your heart, your mind, your soul. You, you, you want to you wanna know what, what's the secret of failure? 
remove God from your life. Well, I must say, as a father, as a grandfather, as a great-grandfather, I found this film absolutely gut-wrenching. Uh, I really urge folks to see it. By the way, if you can't afford to see the movie, you can go to angel.com slash freedom. That's angel.com slash freedom. And you can actually get a ticket to see this movie for free. Uh, it is well worth the experience. Uh, I want to thank uh, Eduardo Verastegui, uh for joining us here uh, on The Roger Stone Show. Uh, and folks, stand by because Ernie Anastos is up next. Eduardo, thank you and God bless you for being here. Oh, God bless you, brother. God bless America. God bless Mexico. Let's make America and Mexico great again. Let's make America and Mexico free again. God bless you, brother. Thank you so much for this interview. God bless you and Godspeed. Thank you, folks. That's it for the Roger Stone Show. Stand by for Ernie Anastos next here on WABC Radio.